Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Ringside Rundown podcast brought to you by TWN.News. My name is Eric Vasquez, and joining me on the line is my podcasting partner in crime. Yes, that rhymes. She is Shay Hickson. Shay, how's it going, my friend? It's uh, going good. We, um, what is it? It's the, it's, what is it? What do you want to call this? Like the weekday edition of the Ringside Rundown. Yes, the it's the weekday edition, so that way we can talk about today's episode is going to be all about WrestleMania and the Raw after WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, it was it was an epic weekend. Uh, I gotta say, really, really good. I came, I was like on a high, you know, yeah. for like especially on Sunday after WrestleMania mm-hmm. was all said and done, and the, the weekend was over. I was kind of like on a high that I didn't want wrestling to end. Yeah, and you know. it's funny. It's funny how WrestleMania does that because anybody who listened to our last few episodes knows that we were not really looking forward to this WrestleMania at all because they hadn't done a good job of making us care about it. Right. But yeah, there. I mean, obviously there were some parts that, you know, it's like, yeah, whatever. But there were some things that were really, really good about this year's WrestleMania. And it, it surprised me because I was not expecting it to be as good as it was, but it definitely was. Yeah, I feel like it, it was all like the the pageantry of it. Yeah, you know, you, you can't help get, but sucked in. Yeah, yeah, you get swept up in the pageantry of it all, and you know, it's kind of like if you're a diehard wrestling fan like us, yeah. it's like our it's like our Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, it really is, and I don't know how WWE does it. That like I, like you said, it must be just the pageantry of it all. But they they find a way to even make people like us who were not looking forward to this actually end up enjoying it because you know yeah. who would have thought definitely definitely well for anybody that's new listening because i expect that we're going to get a lot of new listeners in uh this is a weekly wrestling podcast that shay and i do uh we talk about wrestling and we rant and rave and we answer <laughs> questions from our loyal listeners uh so sit back and enjoy uh today's edition is going to be a lot of fun because we have a lot of matches that went through for wrestlemania so we have a lot of fire emoji polls to go through and and let me tell you the votes were piling in for each match it was crazy crazy activity for each match um and and some of them some of them will actually surprise you Mm -hmm. in the sense of, of of what the votes broke down to but again it was a wonderful wrestlemania and then we're going to talk about the raw after wrestlemania a lot a lot happened on the raw after wrestlemania and a lot didn't happen yeah and uh, the I, raw after wrestlemania yeah it definitely did not feel like some parts made it feel like the raw after mania but other than that it was like ugh. You could have done a much better job at that, but... Yeah, for sure, for sure. It didn't live up to, like, past WrestleManias where there was a big moment where the crowd just went apeshit over something that happened. Um, There wasn't anything like that that happened on on this past uh, Raw Monday. But we'll we'll get into that. Might as well get into uh, the WrestleMania and everything that happened. Overall, what did you you think of uh, of Night 1? Night 1 was pretty epic. A lot of stuff happened. But yes. overall, what'd you think? Uh, night one was very, very good. Um, again, took me by surprise because I even I was on record here saying I really didn't care about any of these matches except mm-hmm. for one. And absolutely, that one did not um, disappoint me at all. It was easily my match of the night, but we'll we'll get to that one later. But yeah, it was really good. Um, kind of a shame that it had to start the way it did, though, because God. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, 
Uh, unfortunately, um, the first match to open up WrestleMania night one was the Usos versus Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And everything was going a- along swimmingly. Uh, Rick Boogs went for a power move with the Usos. He wanted to power lift both Usos on his shoulders. But unfortunately, his legs gave out and come to find out he had a torn quadricep all the way down to the patella tendon. Yeah, it looked it, it didn't look good when they're literally carrying him out of the yeah. arena. It was not good at all. Yeah, it was not good at all and it kind of really hindered the match. Um you couldn't really get a sense of like what the match could have done, like yes. what could have happened in the match. Maybe Rick Boogs and Shinsuke were sketched to win uh win the tag team titles. One would never know and they had to call an audible. Yeah, maybe. But, it, it, it was an abrupt ending for sure. Almost, it, and it was one of those endings where you're like, "All right, that wasn't fake. That was actually that was real." Because it it just had that feeling of that was not how it was supposed to end. Right, and then and they had they they tried to do a good job with having Shinsuke kind of go at it alone, but looking competent against two uh, tag team champions, you know. But again, that must have been tough, you know, losing your partner and yeah. having the match go down. Uh, Thoughts go out to Rick Boogs, who's going to have a long recovery ahead of him. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's a freak of nature. He's so strong that I feel like he might return sooner than later than what you would expect with the quadricep injury, the way he trains and he, you know, he curls people like monsters. <laughs> it's yeah, just so great. He was he was picking up steam. I felt like, you know, mm-hmm. he was he was starting to pick up steam and then. This happened, which is unfortunate, but, you know, thoughts go out to him. He should have a quick recovery. As far as the match itself, because of the injury and because of the abrupt ending, like you said, this one didn't fare too well. Uh, 40% gave it one flame emoji. Uh, Again, it didn't really get out of the gate. You know, it didn't really give you what you would expect from a WrestleMania match. So, um, unfortunately, I had to suffer in the polls, but that's okay. Uh, again, we just hope that uh, Rick Boogs has a quick recovery. Yeah, I hope so, too, because, like you said, he was picking up a lot of steam, and now I'm really worried about uh, what they're going to do with Nakamura now that he's gone for a while, because yeah. he was a little yeah. iffy before Boogs showed up, and now it's, are they going to trying to keep trying to keep him going, or they might just throw him into catering, which I'm kind of... Uh, hoping it's not the case but i would not be surprised yeah that would suck if that happened um sorry about my dog acting crazy in the background (laughs) he he wants to get on on the wrestlemania fun as well um (laughs) but next up on the card we had drew mcintyre take on happy corbin and this one it wasn't really much of note like it, it, it felt like a regular tv match but it wasn't bad that's the thing about happy corbin is like in the ring He's not that bad. No, it's he's just, really not. It's just the gimmick that the, that really yeah. doesn't really connect with the people, you know? Yeah, no. It, it, it's tough because I was a fan of him back in like the Lone Wolf days. So right, yeah. You see it now, it's kind of like, oh, this is not not good. But yeah, the match itself was fine. It was, um, I'd say, functional. It wasn't... Obviously, match of the night, and it wasn't terrible either. It was decent. Right. I I was more excited about what happened afterwards because I did call this. I talked this into existence. Yes, you did. I really did because um, 
Um, he obviously McIntyre wins. Madcap tries to go after him. Um, he he gets Angela his sword, and they kind of have the stare down for a few seconds. And mm-hmm. um, my mom was with me, and I like turned to her and I said, you know, it would be really cool if he just like cuts the ropes in half or something. And then five seconds later, he cuts the ropes in half. So I'm like, you know what? Give me Nostradamus. the script. Yeah, Nostradamus over here. Right? Like, someone give me the give me a job there now. <laughs> it's like I could, and it was cool too. So it's like. It makes you wonder, was, were the ropes that weak or was that sword actually that sharp? Because, yeah, wow. I always wonder about that about that sword because he, he tends to wield that sword very fast. And I wonder. Yeah. I, I, get, <laughs> I get scared people are not going to get out of the way in time when he starts swinging that yeah. sword around. We might have an incident but, on our hands, but. Yeah. But like you said, uh, Drew McIntyre ended up defeating Happy Corbin with the Claymore. Like I said, honestly, the match was a lot better than anticipated. Asked you guys what you thought on the Twitter poll. And we have a tie for this uh, oh, wow. particular match uh, between three flames and two flames. 38.5% of the votes came in for both. So you either liked it or you thought it was just kind of meh, you know? Yeah, I'd say I'd say like two and a half. I would give it two and a half. Yeah. 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 Uh it was like I said, it was it was more it felt like more like a like a TV match, but the yeah. thing is, we ha- we haven't seen Happy Corbin a lot. He hasn't been in the ring a lot, and then you tend to forget like in the ring, he's actually really really good. Like I keep yeah. telling oh, people yeah. He, you know, it's it's the gimmick that's not connecting. But mm-hmm. in the ring, happy happy Corbin, you know, especially a man of his size, oh, you know, yeah. he can re- he can really get it done in the ring, which is pretty good. Um, but next up, we have a tag team match. Uh, this one you said you kind of were paying attention to in and out, you know, but you didn't yeah. know for sure if you were going to pay attention to it. It was yeah. the Miz and Logan Paul taking on Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Um, this match, I got to give. Credit to Logan Paul, like I said on Twitter, he was hitting his moves pretty clean. Oh, yeah. uh, you can you can see he took the training very seriously, mm-hmm. um, and he was hitting the moves clean. And he he's a natural. He he felt like if you if if he wanted to get into wrestling, he would he would be pretty good in it. Oh yeah, and he knows how to get. <laughs> the heat from the crowd because they did not like him in the league, especially when he was pulling like Eddie Guerrero's moves. Yeah, oh. I even I got upset because Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler of all time. Mm. So I was like, this son of a bitch, look at him. <laughs> How dare I, you? I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. He was he did the three amigos and yeah. then he did and then he did the frog splash and the frog splash looked clean. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what made it even more like upsetting, especially for you, because you're like, damn it, he's stealing his moves and he's making them look good too. I hate it. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like he was he was hitting these moves and he was making them look clean. I especially with the he hit a, a blockbuster mm-hmm. off the top rope and it just looked clean. His arms were in the right position. I just I it, it was I you know I couldn't I can't give him enough credit. Uh, you know, especially for like when this match happened. It was like an audible groan. It was like, oh my God, we have to sit through another celebrity match. But this one, like much like last year, was pretty, pretty good for the celebrity edition of WrestleMania. And you guys thought so too. Asked you guys what you thought on Twitter. 53.7% of the votes came in for four flame emojis. Can you believe that? 
that's a little surprising. Um, it, it is surprising. But uh, it was still good, though. I mean, obviously, you can't you can't short him at all. He he did a good job, and then of course, Miz stabbing him in the back at the end, yeah, the cheers which, from the crowd for which. Which is kind of maybe leading to something, apparently. Apparently, Logan Paul uh, negotiated. He wanted to have a face turn. So maybe yeah. we're going to see more Logan Paul. I mean, we do have WrestleMania Backlash as the next premium live event, which is mm-hmm. supposed to be like a rehashing of WrestleMania, Why just not? in a small setting. A 2.0, basically. It's WrestleMania 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe we're going to get another Logan Paul match against The Miz. And credit to The Miz, because this is the second year in a row he's taking part in the celebrity match, uh, WrestleMania. And and both times, you know, the matches were pretty, pretty good. So credit to The Miz. Um, I asked you guys what you thought on Twitter. Jeffrey Bridges, he had a response for this match. He said, Jeff said, I wanted to hate it because of Logan, but man, he drew me even further into it what a natural heel i rarely i rarely overreact while watching anymore but i was cursing him out in front of my couch when he pulled out the the amigos and the frog splash i gotta agree with you there jeff uh he was he definitely is a natural heel but apparently he wants to be a baby face so let's see how uh it was gonna go uh mike simpson our good friend he said paul wasn't as impressive as bad bunny But he was still very good. Solid action, surprising finish, and surprising attack by The Miz at the end, too. Again, The Miz hits Logan Paul with the skull-crushing finale for whatever reason. Maybe because he wanted the attention. I mean, that sounds like a Miz thing, I guess. That's a very good point. Yeah, maybe he wanted the spotlight for himself. Um, And then our our friend Benjamin on Twitter said, I hate him, but I have to say he did great. Yeah, exactly. And so clearly he did his job and he did it very well. Yeah, that exactly. As as a bad guy, that's what you want. You know, you, you want someone to do their job correctly, get the crowd to hate them, to boo, and yeah. he did a great job doing that. Yeah. Well, the next match, I know you have a lot to talk about. It was for the Raw Women's Championship. It was Bianca Belair challenging the champion, uh, Becky Lynch. What did you think of the match? All right, so I don't know about you, but this was easily my match of the night by the no contest. It was my match of the night. It was just so good, and I was praying that they weren't going to have just a repeat of SummerSlam, and they mm-hmm. got us in the beginning. They, th- I, Once she hit the manhandle slam, I'm like, we're not doing this again. There is absolutely no <laughs> way. And then after that, it was just... Oh my god, back and forth, competitive. It was really brutal, too. They were... They were just laying it in, and oh, it, there's it's some sometimes matches can feel very like choreographed, like oh, okay, it's just like they're just telegraphing what they have to do next. It did not feel like that. It looked like an actual fight. Yeah, they they have sneaky good chemistry with each other. Yes, and it was just everything just mixed together to like a perfect storm. They have that sneaky chemistry. Both their entrances were really cool. Their gear was yeah. fantastic. I, I think B- B- Bianca's entrance was one of my favorites of the night. Yeah. Uh, just the way she was presented with the with the marching band was mm-hmm. excellent, and so and and Becky Lynch too with the haircut too. And yeah. you know, you know what put it over for me? 
um, when Bianca was coming out and she was making her entrance, they mm. kept putting the camera on Becky and yeah. Becky's face. Becky's face <sighs> was just like she was just like she was shooting daggers, like she wanted to commit mm-hmm. murder. They, so, yeah, they they definitely played into the they do not like each other uh, aspect, and it showed in the match. Like I said, there, I really cannot remember a single thing that I didn't like about this match. Yeah, it was which is, great. Which is which is very difficult for me to say lately because there's always got to be like something, but no, it was just from the entrances to the in rings, everything to Bianca winning. Even though I love Becky, I knew it had to be her time, unfortunately. But it was just from start to finish, it was just about as perfect as you can get. Yeah, and and everybody on Twitter thought the same. Out of all the votes that came in, ninety one percent of the votes gave it four flame emojis. Yep. So this this was definitely the WrestleMania, like the WrestleMania match of the night. It gave you that WrestleMania feel, which is great because we talk about the women's division a lot and how thin the women's division is. But mm-hmm. they some when it comes to like putting on these big time matches, they know how to get it done for sure. Yeah, which makes you wonder why you keep sending out your roster then if they're capable of doing this. So (laughs) that's that's very true. Uh, Our good friend Jeff uh, said on Twitter, "If you're not voting for Flames, you're wrong." Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. Very stern with that. You know, four (laughs) Flames, uh, and it came in a lot of votes. So. you know that that was pretty cool to see and uh again congratulations to Bianca Belair who is the new Raw Women's Champion. She, we'll talk about her promo a little bit later uh on the show but she cut a fantastic promo we'll talk about uh later and interesting to see what's going to happen to her next now that she's the Raw Women's Champion and what's going to happen with uh Becky Lynch who kind of uh was very attached to the championship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I I think they're going to play into uh, something like maybe Becky might be a little bit unhinged. I honestly could totally see that because even in the promo package before the match or before the match, she said, "I sold my soul to hold. I'll mm-hmm. sell my soul to hold on to this title." And now she lost it. So, what's she gonna have to do to get it back? Definitely for sure. Um, all right. So the next match of the night, probably my favorite moment of the night, was the return mm-hmm. of the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes to challenge Seth Rollins. He was the handpicked opponent by Vince McMahon to challenge Seth Rollins. Um, Starting off with the entrance and the surprise and the reveal. Uh, We both knew it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. It was was WWE's worst kept secret going into WrestleMania. (laughs) But still, the magic and the pageantry of it all, they definitely delivered. Um, yeah, I would say I, I remember as soon as the like pyro went off right before the lights went off, I, I looked at my mom and said, yeah, it's gotta be Cody without all that pyro. It's gotta be Cody. And then yeah. of course it was, I was not expecting to hear his song from AEW though. Oh, you did. You weren't. I was not. I, ex- uh... No, I guess I should have maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, you never know how like licensing rights work and whatever. Right. But yeah, I was very surprised to hear it. And they yeah. literally did nothing different than what he was in AEW. He is literally the same guy <laughs> that was on AEW a month or two ago. You know, it's funny that you say that because my brother actually said the same exact thing. <laughs> he goes, 
it still feels like he's in AEW. Like, yeah. we, were, we were watching Raw and he opened up Raw, and we'll get to that a little later. But my brother's watching, he goes, it still feels like he's in AEW, though. Yeah, it was... Yeah, before we even get in the match, though, I thought it was kind of... Um, the one thing I had a problem with was we've said about it time and time again on this podcast where we kind of are tired of AEW taking shots at WWE. Mm-hmm. And WWE literally turned around and did the exact same thing because mm. did you see the BT Sport tweet that they had? Yeah, they they stole the tweet. Yes, like literally took the insert name here is all elite and did Cody Rhodes' WWE and it's like yeah, you guys literally didn't have to say anything and you just had to go there and it's like whatever. But the match itself was really, really, really good. Really good. I, I, I mean, obviously, Cody's never been bad in the ring. Oh, I no, mean, we no. we talked about. I think the problem we had with Cody was never what he did in the ring. No. It was just the way he was trying to present himself in AEW. Yes, yes, and I, I, I yeah, no, I agree. It was, it was always just more of the like, um convolutedness like we always said convoluted cody because it was almost like you were trying a little too hard almost to the point of pretentiousness right right right. and this is why i think his run in wwe is going to work because he's going to have somebody there to tell him maybe that's not the route we want to go you know we want to do something a little different somebody's going to be there to tell him maybe this is not a good idea let's do it this way and so and i think a lot of it too is he won't have the pressure of being a uh, an executive yeah you know yeah he could just he could just worry about what he has to do in the ring and uh you know that'll be his only concern he doesn't have to worry about everything else that an evp has to worry about so i think you know a lot of this is freeing for him he seems he, he seems very I, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. It's not coherent, but it, yeah. he's he's very he's very alert to what his position mm-hmm. now and yeah. the potential that he has going on. And you know what? He hasn't said a bad thing about AEW. You know, because mm-hmm. there's been he had the interviews with Ariel Elwani, and he didn't say anything bad yeah. about yeah. AEW or anything. He was very complimentary. And you know what? That's mainly what we need. I feel like it's so weird because you're on social media and you see these people uh, talk about Cody. You would think it, it was like LeBron when he left Cleveland to go to Miami. People like yes. burning burning training cards and everything like that. It's like, what are you doing? It's literally back to that stupid like WWE versus AEW war that I don't know why it's even a thing. It's just, it's completely stupid to me, but I will say though, I, I will have a little bit of a counterpoint to what you said earlier, where it might help him where you have somebody to tell him no, finally, but you might also run into some problems if he starts to get a little pissy about being told no. Yeah. And then that's when the real fun might happen. And God only knows what's going to happen there, but, uh, ego. Yeah, and especially uh, somebody like him, I could easily see it going south, but hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they don't change, I mean, literally anything. They change nothing, but I did find it very funny that in the middle of the match, he did the, like, Stardust, like, cartwheel mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because he talked about how he he said, if, if there's one thing that I can have to make this deal happen is I don't want to have to mention Stardust 
I don't want to have to become Stardust again. I never want to see Stardust again. And then he goes out and he does the Stardust uh, cartwheel. And he even acknowledged it. He's like, it was just so stupid. I don't know why I did it, but I did it. Yeah, Um, and then the announce team literally went into like a whole like (laughs) speech about, oh, that wasn't just anything. That was him like shedding skin or something. I'm like, all right. Um, (laughs) I don't think we really needed to over explain that. We kind of knew what he was doing, but go off, I guess. But yeah, no, the match itself was very, very good. I I definitely enjoyed it. I mean, you knew as soon as Cody was showing up, he was winning. So I thought, no, (laughs) he's not going to have any business winning that match. And but no, it was good. And I didn't for once I didn't feel like I did an AEW with him where it's like, of course he has to win because why wouldn't he? It's like it made sense for him to win this time. Right. And and again, that's why I say I feel like this is gonna be a different run for Cody. This is the Cody that I wanted to see when I saw him at like all in when yeah. and during the, the during the infancy of like before AEW was even a thing because i looked at him and i went they're presenting him like a star mm-hmm. he knows how to act like a star he's their next big star but he ended up being something completely different in yeah. AEW um but again i feel like this is we'll talk about his promo later that he cut to open the show um but again i feel like they're going to present him the way he should have been presented in AEW. They're going to yeah. give him that elevated position. He he comes in with a lot of fanfare. So mm-hmm. they have to see, like, okay, he went away for six years. He did his thing everywhere else, and he built up a fan base. Now we can actually use that to propel him forward. And one thing that is said about WWE is they have a problem with creating baby faces. They know how yeah. to create good heels, but they don't know how to create baby faces to go up against those heels. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I want to talk about a little bit later um, when talking about Cody's promo. But when I asked you guys about the match and what you thought of it, we had 85 votes for this match in particular. Wow. Damn. And yeah. Yeah. And 75% gave it four flame emojis. Everybody thought it was good. Yeah. A couple people, a couple people, we're just mad that, you know, he's jumping mm-hmm. ship from AEW to WWE, which, again, I, I, I find just weird, you know? If you're a wrestling fan, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. And we and, and when, when he was on Monday, we talked about, I, I had a friend over, and we were watching Raw, and we were talking, to, and my brother brought up a good point. He said, back in the day, if, like, WCW was around, mm-hmm. um, this stuff would have been cool because there yeah. would have been no no internet to to spoil the surprise. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's the thing that sucks nowadays. Where I miss the days of, I mean, even back when I was younger, you didn't know what was going to happen, so you had to tune in to watch it. Right, right, right. Like perfect example, like way back in, if I remember correctly, it was Armageddon. It was either oh eight or oh nine when Jeff Hardy won the title. Mm-hmm. That would have been probably spoiled. Like, oh, there's a rumor that he's probably going to win the title. I didn't know that back then, of course. So, of course, I had to watch the pay-per-view to see him win, which is still one of my like favorite wrestling moments of all time, obviously, because it's Jeff. So, it's like, that wouldn't have had the same impact as it, like, back then. <sighs> it's just tough. It's it's a double-edged sword with social media because it's really good because it connects us a little more, but also it's a little too much because... Just just imagine some of the moments recently, how different they would have been like back in even like the mid 2000s. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
for sure, totally different. But on to counter that, I feel like the one good thing about social media is that it it brings everybody together so that they can celebrate these moments. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. But but again, like too too often, we want to know what's going on mm-hmm. behind the scenes and yep. everything like that. That that it kind of like you said, it, it ruins the fun of what wrestling is supposed to be for a fan. Yeah, you exactly. Know? It it's the double edged sword. It is. It is a double edged sword. But uh, again, uh, shout out to Cody. Happy he's back in the WWE. I'm excited to see what he's going to be doing forward. Uh, great match against Seth Rollins, and we'll talk about what happened with Cody on Monday in a little bit. But next up, we have technically what was considered the main event. I guess you could say. I yeah, it's tough because <laughs> it was like the last like scheduled match right right i don't think they i don't think they kept i don't think they ever referred it to as the main event though hmm i don't i don't don't know but it was i I, this one was a polarizing uh match for for me because i thought it was great i'm talking about charlotte flair uh against ronda rousey charlotte flair defeats ronda rousey and what i thought was a hard-fought match with a lot of counter wrestling which i was into a lot of people didn't like this match it was uh, it was tough for me because of course I was pissed that Charlotte won because it's like of course she won because it's mm. Charlotte God forbid but clearly with the way it ended you know there's going to be a rematch because Ronda technically did make Charlotte tap the ref just wasn't there to see it so that'll be mm. her thing going forward where I did tap you out but you, the ref wasn't there so I know I can tap you out and actually win something but it was, I think the thing was, is they made this such a big deal. I just think it didn't live up to the hype, maybe. I think that's more or less what it was. It was a good match. Don't get me wrong. It just wasn't, it wasn't on par with like Becky and Bianca. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly uh, what Mike Simpson said on Twitter. He said uh, he liked the creative finish. Becky and Bianca was better. But this was pretty good in itself. That's what I thought. I, I didn't. I don't think it was. It was fantastic. It didn't blow me away or anything like that. But I thought it was still pretty good because I thought it told the story in the ring. There was a lot of counter wrestling where uh, they were trying to work submissions, especially Ronda. Ronda was heavy on the submissions. She was trying to work the submissions into the into the match and trying to get Charlotte to tap because that's been the big story about getting Charlotte to tap. I don't understand why they tried to say that Charlotte's never tapped her before in her career. Brent. They had somebody posted a montage of Charlotte tapping to like Sasha Banks and a bunch of other people. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but they also tried to work in the fact that Ronda's never tapped out as yeah. well. Uh, so this is why I thought that match could have been a, a little bit better, but I still thought it was pretty good. You guys on Twitter didn't like the match at all. We had a lot of yeah. another one uh, that had a lot of votes that came in for it. 63 votes came in for this match and 42.9% gave it one flame emoji. Yeah. I, I think that's another example of being swayed by the ending mm. because it's kind of sad though, that, we always seem to say this after a Charlotte Flair match, especially when she wins, where the match itself is good. It's just people really do not like her. So automatically, like a three, four star maybe match is automatically a two or a one. Oh, well, great. It was would have been so much better if she actually lost. It's like, well, yeah, I agree. But I can still admit that it was a good match. 
Mm, interesting. That's an interesting way to put it. Because um, honestly, I think the best example was um, when Charlotte and Rhea um, wrestled Money in the Bank. That was mm-hmm. a really, really good match. Easily, I think I had it as like an honorable, men- honorable mention of match of the year last year because it was just that good because they had yeah, really good chemistry. But I remember the poll for it being like one star, two star because Charlotte won. And it's like, guys, I get it. I'm not happy she won either, but it was still a good match. You have to admit it's a good match. You can yeah. do both. You can be mad that she won, but also admit that it was a good match. You can Both of those can exist in the same universe. And and it, it, she's playing up the heel. That's I yeah. mean, she's still doing up her job, you know? Yeah. You're supposed still, to be. Yeah. It's Charlotte being su- Charlotte. Yeah, exactly. You're supposed to be like, damn, she shouldn't have won that match. You know, uh, I wanted to see her get beat. But that's the whole playing up a heel. I Like I said, I thought the match was was fine. I yeah. thought it did its job. Um, Ronda Rousey. <sighs> It, mm-hmm. I, yeah, you you, yeah. you see where I'm going with that. You yeah. see where I'm going with that. I'm trying to analyze Ronda Rousey, and it, and she's really hard to analyze. Yeah, I mean, she definitely looked better than her matches leading up to this. Mm-hmm. So clearly, it just took her a little bit to get going. Um, it's it's just weird and just not surprising that WWE would put two of its most polarizing wrestlers in a match together because. I feel like when it comes to Ronda, you either love her or you hate her. And then especially with Charlotte, you either love her or you hate her. And it's just tough because I think, I don't know. I mean, it's very obvious to see why people don't like Charlotte or just aren't a fan where she gets all of these title shots and they always have to play up. She's what, a 13, 14 time champion. I think 13, like 13 time mm-hmm. champion. And mm-hmm. I can't even remember three quarters of them because they were just uh, either playing hot potato with Sasha or, they were just title reigns that really meant nothing but to pad her stats. Mm. And then Rhonda, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's either she's really good in the ring or she's overrated. Again, it's not, there's nothing in between. It's either she's taken to it really quickly or I don't know what the hype's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Again, she's, she's a polarizing figure, not to use that buzzword, but, uh, she definitely is a polarizing figure. You either like her, what she's doing in the ring or you don't like what she's doing. Um, me, I, 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 it's her, it's her promo style for me. It's wooden. It's, it's so surprising to me to see the same woman that took the UFC and MMA by storm, Mm-hmm. have such wooden promos in wrestling like if you literally it makes you almost wonder if they're like over scripting her because if they just let her go off i feel like it would be different but maybe her promos wouldn't be too you know uh, pg-13 friendly who knows but it's just so weird because this is not the same woman that like again took the world of mma by storm how many years ago and then you see her now and it's like what is what happened what's going on yeah definitely for sure uh but again shout out to them charlotte retains the ma- uh, the the title uh like you said earlier ronda had her tapped out but the referee was down there was a ref bump who took a really good ref bump i gotta oh, give him credit for that that ref bump weird. where 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 Ronda uh, kicked uh, Charlotte into the ref was pretty good. She the ref didn't see the tap out, so Ronda gets all upset, and then Charlotte just comes in with a big boot and just pow right in the face. It was uh-huh. yeah, it was I. Yeah, 
I mean, am I surprised that Charlotte retained? No, but at the same time, I kind of, it's more for a selfish reason. Um, I feel like you know where I'm going to go with this, but I would love to see eventually, because again, you know, this is going to be a rematch because that finish sets up a rematch like easily. We can telegraph mm. that from 10 miles away. If Ronda inevitably beats Charlotte for this title, I want nothing more than a feud between her and Shayna Baszler for that title. It uh-huh. writes itself. It writes itself. I mean, even just taking your, even taking my personal bias, obviously, out of it, but just think about it. Four horsewomen of MMA. They've been friends for God knows how long. Shayna could easily pull the, I've been waiting for how long to get my shot, and you just came right back in here and took the title, so now I'm tired of waiting, and there you go. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that's pretty smart. I think that's pretty smart booking again. They need to elevate somebody different. They need to elevate somebody different. I just think Uh, the problem is, is that they would want Rhonda to be the face in that situation and Shayna to be the heel. But I could easily see people cheering for Shayna over Rhonda, obviously myself included, but also because I think a lot, she is definitely, I've been seeing her name a lot more on like social media and like Twitter, Instagram, mm -hmm. whatnot of people saying she needs a shot finally which you would have never thought you were going to hear that how long ago, but people want to see Shayna in the main event spotlight. And we know she is more than capable of hanging there with anybody. And who mm-hmm. better than Rhonda again? It Her almost like it's, she knows so well. Exactly. The story writes itself. Yeah. I think, I think that's good. Like I said, um, they need to elevate somebody else because it, you know, it's almost like they're running into a wall, elevating the same people, the same Charlotte, Becky, uh, Sasha, you know, and Naomi, they, and another thing too, is that they're trying to mesh everybody together to fit these tag team roles. Yeah. uh, Which, which we will get to that. (laughs) We will get to that on Monday because I have some feelings, but. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. So we'll move on, uh, to close out the show. We had the KO show segment with Stone Cold Steve Austin, which actually broke down into KO challenging Stone Cold Steve Austin to a no holds barred match. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, Austin, whooped the tar off of KO. Shout out to KO for uh, having the match and and having a, a great match and just taking a complete ass whipping. Uh, oh, oh yeah, he had no chance of winning anything, but who would have thought we were going to see Stone Cold Steve Austin taking the bumps he did. Right? On the and, concrete? Oh, it was, yeah, like I don't mm. I don't know. It was it was impressive. Um, I mean, clearly he went in all out, all out for it, and mm-hmm. it. Oh, that crowd was going they absolutely were, insane. They were eating it up, man. That was oh, great. Yeah. They were eating it up. Um, like you said, the bumps that he was taking. If, if, if any, if if the sentiment you still got it meant anything, mm-hmm. it definitely applied to Stone Cold Steve Austin because he looked like he didn't lose a step. And this was a guy who was wrestling this match and downing beers like it was oh, water. Right. I, he, he, I I lost count of how many beers he must have had during the match and the segment itself. Yeah. Uh, 
It was just insane. Uh, but again, like you said, the crowd was just going crazy. They loved him some Stone Cold, and he was just he was just eating it up. And like I said, shout out to Kevin Owens, who took a pretty good ass whooping and made it look believable. Right? It was it was fun to see because you just you don't it's just those kind of moments that that's why we like wrestling and love wrestling so much are those kind of things. And Mm -hmm. in hindsight, this was the better ending to the show because if, if it would have went the way it was supposed to and Charlotte and Rhonda main evented, it would not have had the same feeling as it did at the end. Cause like we said, it, that match was good. It just did not live up to the hype that, they built it up towards and Mm. that on the other hand was again another terrible kept secret from wwe you knew he was showing Mm. up i mean clearly because they've been advertising for god knows how long but i I don't think a lot of people expected a match because yeah i didn't didn't expect the match to happen you know uh (laughs) and they played it up so well like oh my god there's a referee in the ring is this really gonna happen right i thought they they played it up great uh and like you said it would if they would have if they would have went a different route to close out the show, it wouldn't have had the same effect. Exactly. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, because I asked you guys on Twitter, obviously the Stone Cold segment closed out the show. So I asked you guys, what was your final grade for WrestleMania Saturday? I asked you guys, what were your favorite moment, your favorite matches, all that good stuff. 70% of the votes that came in for this poll were four flame emojis, so you guys definitely enjoyed the first night of WrestleMania. Uh, Jeffrey Merchant, our good friend on Twitter, said Bianca and Becky definitely should have gone on before KO and Austin. It was better than I expected for a WWE show at this point, but my expectations were the lowest they could have been. Yeah. Becky, Bianca and Becky match of the night, mm-hmm. and Austin was the moment for sure. You got, you got. One thing I can say is if you keep your expectations low, yeah. you can't be disappointed. You're rarely disappointed, as the saying goes, yeah. yeah. So so I think it's smart to keep your expectations low uh, with WWE at this point. Uh, Mike yeah. Simpson said Austin and KO was the favorite moment. Best match was Bianca and Becky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul was good in his debut. Boog's injury was disappointing. Cody return was nice. He and said Seth had the second best match of the night. That's it, so. And our good friend Jeffrey said, seeing an Austin match at Mania, something I never thought I'd be able to do is peak for me. Nothing will ever top this for me. So yeah. that's pretty awesome that he actually got to see. Because you got to remember, it's been 19 years since yeah. Austin was in a ring. So, yeah, you know, I 19 was, years. Yeah, I was six years old. You were six years old. Oh my god! Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm 25 now. So yeah, it, it's been, it's been a hot minute, and clearly I don't remember much from those years. So yeah, it's <laughs> I've never seen a Stone Cold WrestleMania match until a few nights ago, and it didn't disappoint. That's crazy. That's right. so crazy. And to think, like usually when 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 those things happen, you're like, oh man, here we go, and another old guy trying to get back in the ring. They're gonna make yeah. a fool of themselves. Yeah, but Austin, <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Too. Sorry, I didn't say that. Did I say that out loud. My bad. But <laughs> go on. Uh, but uh, Austin, Austin looked great. So yeah, uh, shout, shout out to Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was a great match, uh, and that brings us to night two. WrestleMania Sunday. That's right. It was two nights of WrestleMania. Thank God, because if we would have had all this WrestleMania one night, I probably would have had my head explode. Yeah, I definitely. Um, 
it was not fun getting up the next morning for work, but totally worth it. But then, and it looks like they're going to use this format going forward because next year's WrestleMania is another two night extravaganza. It's just easier. I think it's easier to digest when it's two days. That's very good point. Very good point. But, uh, this, uh, opened up WrestleMania Sunday with a tag team match. RK bro defending the titles against Alpha Academy and the Street Profits. And in this one, RK bro retained the Raw Tag Team Championships in a fantastic opener, I thought. I loved it from start to finish. It was one of those where it was just the bell rang and it was pedal to the metal. Let's go. Let's just do the darn thing. And the ending, the final stretch was just great uh, with the RKOs. Uh, yeah. Riddle hitting a springboard RKO and then... Uh, Chad Gable jumping off the top rope and getting caught with an RKO from uh, Randy Orton was just peak RKO for me. Uh, fantastic opener. So I asked you guys what you thought of the match on Twitter, and 60% of the votes gave it four flame emojis. What did you think of the opener for WrestleMania Sunday? Uh, I would definitely agree with that. That was definitely a very good way to kick off that show because it, it's always tough, I think, being on night two because you have all the expectations from night one and mm -hmm. if they could top it and this was a very good start because like you said it was just pedal to the metal from start to finish high energy people flying all over the place it was it was fun it was really fun um i mean rk bro retaining made the most sense i think and then mm -hmm. all the post-match shenanigans were uh they were interesting yeah, they had uh, Gable Stevenson come yeah. in the ring and, and uh, toss Chad Gable around. Gable Stevenson, a lot of people have been talking about him. They don't know if they're going to end up liking him. They're yeah. a little bit worried he, he doesn't have the personality to be a WWE superstar. Yeah, it's a little tough when you've literally not had him talk really at all. Mm -hmm. He, I mean, like even on night one, right before Becky and Bianca, Stephanie McMahon just brought him out for literally a wave and five seconds and that's it. And okay, go back in the back. It's like, okay, then what was the point of it? Yeah, I mean, and the way they're the way they're they're presenting this guy, I mean, he better be the second coming of Kurt Angle. Uh yeah, because or Lesnar. Yeah, because they're investing a lot of time into yeah. a guy that is just getting out of out of college and he, he they drafted him to raw and he hasn't you know, like he didn't even went to like the ncaa wrestling tournament finals at that point he was still yeah. in the middle of his season when they drafted him to raw it's it's insane so hopefully he can live up to it because wwe is like you said putting a lot of uh, faith in him and you put all that expectations on someone they could either crumble or they can do really good so yeah that's a good way to put it um, next up on the card, we had Bob, Bobby Lashley taking on Omos. Uh, and this was one of those, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, obviously it wasn't spectacular. I think the feat of the night was, was Bobby Lashley being able to get Omos up for a suplex. Yeah. Um, but, uh, this one, uh, didn't have anything crazy to know. It was just kind of like the giant going after the smaller guy, but the smaller guy, sort of like a, a David and Goliath sort of deal. Yeah, and it was just, I was kind of surprised they had Lashley win, though, because it could have been, like, the perfect moment for Omos to, you know, do something. Mm -hmm. So, not sure what that was about, but maybe they're, he's not, they don't think he's ready yet, but apparently ready enough to put him in a, oh, I don't know, a WrestleMania match. Like, no big deal, but yeah, other than that, is that was about it. It was, it was, okay, it was a thing. 
<laughs> well, I asked you guys what you thought of the match on Twitter. Uh, 34.4% of the votes that came in for the match gave it two flames uh, for this match. Uh, Jeffrey Bridges said, not a fan of this. They spent so yeah. much time building Omos. What could be a better way to elevate him further than to have him topple not just the first person to take him down, but a former WWE champion? Yeah. Lashley didn't need this win. I, I kind of agree with Jeffrey here. Yeah, uh, it, it was just weird. Like... Like he said, you build him up to have him lose the WrestleMania. Like, what was what was the whole point of this then? It's like, I mean, do you not have faith in him? That's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but it's something interesting happened. We'll talk about Omos a little bit later uh, on the show because something did definitely happen that we have to discuss. Uh, but moving on on the card uh, was one of the funnest. <laughs> I gotta say the. The wackiest, craziest WrestleMania match I've ever seen in my entire life was Johnny Knoxville taking on Sami Zayn. And it was a match, yeah. but it was just, it was so much more than just a match. It was a, a it was a spectacle. It was it was, it was it was it was. I had fun watching it. I don't know about oh, yeah. you. What did you think? I I mean, it was. <laughs> This was one of those where it's like you can't take wrestling too seriously. Mm -hmm. And if you do, you aren't going to enjoy this match. It was just that sometimes you have to have that stupid fun kind of match. And this is definitely it. I will say, though, I have never seen any of the Jackass movies. So (laughs) all the, like, everyone was losing their minds over, like, certain cameos. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. I mean, everyone else seems to be enjoying it, whatever. But, I mean. You've never seen any of the Jackass movies? Nope. I know (laughs) but there's a ton of them too yeah it seems like it and despite that I still enjoyed this because it was just funny because I mean I don't like I said I've never watched it but I at least know the premise of it so if you at least understand Jackass you would see why this match was the way it was and I mean there was there was a mousetrap there was a giant hand there was a bowling ball ball. a taser so it was just funny the the mousetrap table Yes, the um, it, it was it was just funny because sometimes you just need those lighthearted moments to just laugh about because it's so stupid it's funny. And the best part was Michael Cole on commentary just absolutely losing it left and right. He was he was, he just, was having the time of his life. He was he really was having the time of his life. Uh, this one was great. Johnny Knoxville beat Sami Zayn by trapping him in a giant mouse trap. Yeah, just think just, about that for a minute. Just, just soak that in really quickly if you can. That's yeah. exactly how it went down. And it made me love wrestling all over again. Uh, all the votes came in for this one. And 65.5% of the votes gave it four flame emojis. Just fantastic all around. Lots of good stuff. Uh, Maniac Mondo on Twitter said, as a big Jackass fan, I marked out. Yeah. And I got to agree with him. I, I've seen all the Jackass movies except for the most recent one, but I know all those guys. So, I, you know, for me, it was just like it was like being in school again, coming home and watching Jackass and mm-hmm. seeing all those guys. And then we man being able to slam Sami Zayn. That's something that's going to live on forever. I oh, think yeah. I think so. Good on those guys. Shout out to Johnny Knoxville for having such a great match. Uh, and then we move on and then we have. The match that you wanted to talk about, um, yes. the the women's tag team title match. It was a fatal four way uh, where it had Naomi and Sasha. We had Liv and Rhea Ripley. We had the champions Queen Zelina and Carmella. And who was who was the, the last team? Shayna and Natalia. Uh, Natty, yeah, yeah. Um, 
this honestly was not a bad match at all. I didn't think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's always tough when you have these like multi tag matches because it can you can easily get lost in the shuffle. But mm-hmm. it seemed like everybody had their time to shine, and it didn't feel like forced or sped along or anything. I mean, it was a little tough to go right after Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn, but I think it was it was pretty good. Um, first off, loved the fact that Rhea and Liv came out to like Catwoman and Batwoman or in Batman's like gear i love that as yeah that was pretty cool as a dc fan i did enjoy that thoroughly um <laughs> i mean always love seeing Shane at wrestlemania i mean obviously she's like my favorite wrestler so it was cool to see her get her moment um she had cool gear as well um i was surprised they had sasha and um they actually mentioned team bad yeah they did because like you just don't expect that because sometimes WWE just, you know, doesn't care to, to bring it up. But yeah. they actually admitted that who would have thought it, they were a thing. And most fans would, I mean, I instantly remember they were on Team Bad because that was like the good old days back then of the NXT years. But um, yeah, everything was really, really good. And I mean, I. I did not mind Sasha and Naomi winning the titles, you know, because good for Naomi. She finally mm-hmm. gets a title. Good for Sasha. She finally breaks the losing streak mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I just wish it would have been Liv and Rhea. That's just, I mean, that's just me personally. They, I mean, and we will have a, um, we'll have another rant when we get to Raw because <laughs> I, have some, I have some feelings, but um, no, I'm just glad that everyone got their moment to shine. Cause again, it can be very difficult in multi-person matches like this, but mm. I thought it was pretty good. I say it was like a good, like maybe almost like a little more than a two and a half. We'll say two and three quarter flames. It's interesting. You, you bring up the flame emojis poll because out of all the votes that came in, 57% gave it four flame emojis. Wow. Hey, you know what? I you know what fine well I'll give them three because obviously it wasn't like match of the night but I despite I think like the spot on the card it could have easily been a problem because you had right. all that craziness from the match before but they went out and delivered and the crowd was surprisingly into it I was very surprised at that because how many times have we seen really good matches kind of not have as much flair as they could because the crowd's just dead yeah they were into yeah. this one. Yeah, Mike Simpson on Twitter said, great job for a tough spot match. More solid action than I was expecting. Still have work to do on the division, but but this was a great match. Yeah, and I have to agree about the work to do with the division Hmm. because, again, the the only negative that I I have to say about this match is that it feels like they just kind of meshed everybody together. To give him a spot on the card. I I will save my thoughts for the Raw after WrestleMania because I have something to go off of that. But uh, yeah, I agree. Oh. It's very, um, it's a rant. I'll just say it's a rant about the women's division but or tag division. But we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. I can't, I, I can't wait to hear. But moving on, uh, we had AJ Styles take on Edge uh, in a match that was definitely different than... Uh, yeah. a, a lot of the matches on the card, a lot of matches that we're used to seeing, this was like a slow, methodical wrestling match. Uh, yeah, and start, before the match even started, Edge's entrance was so damn cool. I loved that entrance. Yeah, and his his new theme is kind of growing on me. Yeah, it's not, I think you're so used to Alter Bridge's other song. Um, I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember the name of it. Um, what's the name of it? 
either way his old song <sighs> it he's used it for how many years so of course when they change it it's like now wait a minute hold on but at least they still use an ultra bridge song so yeah. it wasn't really that bad and it's really not a bad song it i didn't isn't think. It? but it kind of go it kind of fits along with his oh, yeah. persona yeah. uh he's got this 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 vibe to him mm-hmm. uh it's it's a little we- like that was like a right. brood yeah, it's like it's like a mixture of the brood, but again, uh, we saw over the weekend not to bring up uh, WWE versus AEW. So yeah, deal, but yeah <laughs> I know what you're about to say too. They posted a picture of what's going to be this new faction for Edge, hmm. and uh, <laughs> one one person, Brody King, said, "This is what you would be like if you ordered House of Black on Wish.com." I mean. Ouch! Where's he's, there's some truth to that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's um a little too close to House of Black. Um, still cool, but also okay. We've seen this. We see this every Wednesday, and it's very cool on Wednesdays. So it's gonna be hard to top it. I don't think it will. But I, I will say Edge's promo style when he cuts those backstage promos, yes, especially like when he put the ring on the scales of. Oh. Uh, of justice so did cool. remind it, it was cool but it did remind me a little bit of Mal- of a malachi black style promo exactly so it's like all right guys we know what you're doing it's not <laughs> well, you're not fooling anybody but again this match was a little different this match was yeah. slow paced this was a wrestling match this yes. was this was two people going out there using ring psychology and it was still pretty good aj styles gets distracted by the presence of one damian priest who doesn't get involved, he just stood there. Mm. But it was enough to distract AJ Styles that when he went for the Phenomenal Forum, he springboards off the top rope and gets caught in a spear by Edge for the win. So I asked you guys what you thought of the match. Out of 42 votes for this match, 45.2% gave it four flame emojis. I agree. I, I agree with that. I mean, needless to say, my mom was... Uh... My mom was happy to see Damien. Was she? Was she? Yeah. She she loves Damien. She absolutely loves Damien. So that was cool. Um, clearly, we see this faction forming. Obviously, we'll talk more about it on Raw. But yeah, this was a really good match. And I think like among the like re- like hardcore wrestling fans, I think this is a lot of people's like most anticipated match. And I think mm-hmm. it lived up to the hype. I say it did. It was very good from start to finish. And like you said, it was slower, more methodical, definitely a wrestling match. But, and even just like the the storytelling within the match, like Styles popping the shoulder back into place. Mm-hmm. It's that, it's that, those kind of little touches that make it really, really fun to watch. Because we like that stuff. We like those subtle little like storytelling bits. Because we pick up on that stuff. Yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, yeah, and again, it it was a it was a great match. I mean, it's AJ Styles and Edge. Those, yeah. uh, you got a, you got a Hall of Famer versus a future Hall of Famer. So you know, there's there's not much that you can miss there. Hey, I mean, we re- we've been disappointed before. Remember back <laughs> Styles and Nakamura. So we've been we've that's been true before, but this this is not one of those cases. It definitely lived up to the hype. That's true. Uh, and now, the next match on the card, uh, definitely one of those matches that suffered the old dreaded not enough time for WrestleMania. Uh, and that yeah. was Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston of the New Day taking on Ridge Holland and Sheamus 
uh, and it was a quick one. It was less than 10 minutes. Ridge Holland gets the win for his team hitting Northern Grit on Xavier Woods. Asked you guys what you thought of the match. 80% gave it one flame emoji. Uh, Mike Simpson on Twitter says it's a damn shame they gave that match such little time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, and then Jeffrey Bridges brought up a good point. He said, yeah, let's give a mania win to the guy who put one of your top guys on the shelf. Oh, see... I know where he's coming from um, because like us, he's a very passionate fan. I've known Jeff for years. We, we obviously, we bonded over wrestling in college. Um, I know, I definitely know where he's coming from, but it's, mm-hmm. I feel like the whole thing with Biggie was just an accident. I don't, of it course. wasn't, it wasn't inexperienced. It was just a freak thing. And I didn't have a problem with them winning. It was just how they did because this was one of those matches where I don't even remember what I was doing. I think I was like, I had it on behind me. I think I was doing the dishes or something maybe. And it's like, I hear the bell. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, that's it. That's all it was. (laughs) And it's such a shame too, because Kofi and Xavier had a really good tribute to Big E with the gear. Yeah. They were wearing a singlet style like Big E. And I think they said that was the same kind of gear he wore when he won the title. Yeah, the so, same color scheme. Yeah. So you you do that. That's a very nice touch and everything. And then it's not again not the fact that they lost, but I mean for some reason they love having Ridge Holland and Seamus win for some reason. <laughs> but it's just like, why did it have to be so damn short? I mean, I get that you cut it from night one because of something, but if that was all you were going to give us, why do you even bother putting it on the card? That's very true. It was a Very shame. True. The the new day did yeah. not deserve to get like the shaft like that. Yeah, yeah, and and there's not much that happened in the match to note. No, like you I know? don't remember anything that happened besides the ending. I mean, besides Butch was like wanting to kill everything, but Butch reminds me of Scrappy Doo. Yeah, literally, literally, that's what it. <laughs> literally, <laughs> it though. He reminds me. He reminds me of Scrappy Dude. Like they're holding him back because he just wants to fight and beat people up. It's just I don't. I don't. I don't get the whole Butch thing. It still has to grow on me. But again, <laughs> just a name. It's just weird. Like you could have just had Pete Don. I don't know why you had to change or something better than just Butch. Oh, uh, Butch. Oh man. But yeah, this match wasn't anything special. Unfortunately, it got the death. Uh, the the hmm. death time slot, you yeah. know, not enough time to get you guys going, unfortunately. No. Uh, but but one one match that did have a lot of time and was a lot of fun for me personally, I thought this was a lot of fun was Austin Theory taking on Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee once again shocks the world and shows that he can actually get it done in the ring. I mean, me and you, we both knew that he was going to be great in the ring because oh, yeah. we saw what he did in NXT. So we knew he was going to be okay in the ring. This was more so for people that don't pay attention to NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seeing Pat for the first time, he probably blew blew them away. Um, yeah. You know, just a, a fantastic work all around uh, from both men. Austin Theory deserves a lot of credit, too, because it was his first WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him. Uh, just a great match all around. Pat McAfee shocks the world. And gets the win with a roll-up. And then I asked you guys what you thought on Twitter. And 80% of the votes that came in for this match gave it four flame emojis. What did you think for it? Um, Like you said, we knew Pat was good. And then mm-hmm. just further reinforced the point. Like You have him doing 
superplexes. You have him doing a backflip and landing on his feet off the top rope. You have him, mm. you know, doing all these things that you think a normal, like, I mean, you, you, I think people forget he is an athlete, but mm. again, we've, as we've seen a lot of times, athlete doesn't necessarily equate to wrestler, mm. but he can do it. I think it's because he's so passionate about it. Like just think of the promo video they had before it. He has wanted to be a wrestler ever since he was little and so you can tell he's serious about it. He takes it seriously. He's very passionate about it. And he knows what he's doing. And I was honestly surprised he was going to win because I felt like it was just going to be one of those heel moves to have Vince like screw him over somehow, which come to find out he did uh, later yeah. on. But okay. So, so obviously Vince has to get his moment because it was first off, I saw something on Twitter and it makes perfect sense. I'm sure you will agree with this. Someone's like, you know, when it comes to Vince McMahon, People have such a different energy when he's actually in a live crowd than they do on social media. They rip this guy to shreds on social media mm. and he's just terrible and he needs to just like retire and go away or whatever. And they're the same people that turn right around and just bow to him when he shows up at a show. So it's like, pick a side. I agree. I mean, I'm not one of those people. I remember the first time I went, I, the first time I went to a raw, mm-hmm. uh, and and Vince McMahon wasn't even advertised to be on the show, and he was there. Yeah, I I, I lost my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I I just was like going crazy. Oh my god, Vince McMahon! I'm in the same building as Vince McMahon, and he's mm-hmm. out there in the crowd. So I totally get the sentiment, and I and I get the idea of what people think about him on social media. The thing about social media is you get everybody's opinion. <laughs> yeah, you know and their what I brother's mean. Brother's opinion. Yeah, you you get everybody's opinion, and everybody has an opinion that's different uh, from from each other. You know, you're not going to get universally loved or hated on on the app of Twitter. You know, you're just going to get a mixture of everything. So I totally get the sentiment. Um, the I I don't know if this match really needed Vince McMahon to get in there and have a yeah. second match with Pat McAfee because. <sighs> I I did not agree with the fans chanting you still got it because he was barely moving around in that ring. <laughs> um also <laughs> was it just me or were, was I just waiting for Austin to show up and cost McMahon the match as he's done so many times before? Why did we literally have to wait until after he already beat Pat? <laughs> like Yeah, for me I just would have rather it be like, you know, um McMahon gets in the ring. He starts berating Pat McAfee. Him and Austin Theory just jump him. It didn't yeah. need to be a match. It didn't need to be a match, but they could have just jumped and beat him down. Obviously, he's not going to be able to fight back because he just had a wrestling match. Yeah. And he's not like a conditioned wrestler where he's able to go right afterwards. So he's beat down, and then Austin comes out and then just opens up a can of whoop-ass and beats everybody down. Like exactly. Before. Like, what What took him so long? Why did he wait <laughs> until afterwards to show up? And, all right, I know you wanted to talk about this because I saw you talking about this on Twitter. Exactly. I have never seen anybody take a stunner as terribly as Vince McMahon did. (laughs) That was so god awful. I hated that. It's like, how did he also not blow his knees out? How did he not blow his knees out bending backwards like that? Like, Oh my God. I don't. uh, And the thing is, it's, it's not hard. You, you, you get the kick to the gut, you bend over head on the shoulder. Bam. It's done. I guess we shouldn't have been surprised because he couldn't even throw a clothesline very well. So we shouldn't have expected much, but come on. 
he was just on roller skates, man. That's what I said. I was wondering <laughs> how, how strong is that Austin beer because yeah, he took a, he took a couple sips and that was it. And then he kick yeah, he kicks him, and then it's like he barely could stand on his own two feet. It's like good uh, God, what did you spike that with, Steve? <laughs> God, but but in the, but poor Pat, he should have known. If you yeah. get offered a beer by Stone Cold, do not take it. That's what I said on Twitter. If you, if you, if Stone Cold Steve Austin hands you a beer, you're gonna have a bad time and he did <laughs> but he but fu- he had a fun time though afterwards he's just laying there drinking the beer <laughs> like you gotta love pat how can you not? pat pat's great pat's great and the funny thing is pat said on his show that he didn't even know austin was gonna stun him oh what was well it was a good good job selling it then so and that's the thing. If he could sell it not knowing that the stunner is coming, why can't McMahon just like take well, the stunner the proper way? Well, I mean, I feel like uh, age has something to do with it, probably, but maybe, maybe. Uh, but man, that that was a lot of fun. I mean, just I and the the best part was Michael Cole, who's really close to Pat McAfee, just <laughs> losing his mind on commentary. I loved how as. Well, first off, Pat's entrance was cool too with Seven Nation Army. That was really that was really neat. I loved how before it even started, Michael's like, you know, I'm gonna I know I have to be as unbiased as possible, so I'm gonna do my very best. And then li- immediately he's just like clearly one like <laughs> screaming at Vince McMahon. It's like, okay. <laughs> oh, it was man, a good try. This is good stuff. That's what WrestleMania is all about. That's what and that and that's you know, having a lot of fun with that. Uh, so next up on the card was the main event of the evening. It was for the both the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship. Uh, Roman Reigns taking on Brock Lesnar. No real big special entrances for either of these guys. Wow. These guys just come out, did their thing. Uh, the match was okay, you know. Yeah, it, it was. It was not the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Right. It it had the big fight feel. I just felt like it needed a little bit more time mm-hmm. with a little bit more drama. Uh, yeah. So that way, you know, you can get the crowd into it because I felt like there was only one spot where it looked like Brock Lesnar could honestly take the match. And that's when he had a Roman in the Kimura. Yeah. I which th- I don't, I wonder if he actually did screw his arm up on that. He was wrenching pretty hard. Yeah. It was a little, it was nasty. Um, yeah. It, like you said, it just didn't, it just didn't feel like, and that's, I think, WWE's problem when they start with these, oh, this is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Kind of like back with Edge and Randy Orton, oh, it's going to be the greatest wrestling match of all time. Well, when you put something like that on there, you better make sure it delivers. And honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think this one did. The ending was so weird. It was so weird. He Roman escapes out of the F5 and then spears him and that's it. Like, that, that's it? Yeah, they, it was an abrupt ending. Uh, and I felt like a lot of people thought the same thing, like it needed to have a uh, a little bit more time. Like Mike Simpson said on Twitter, the result was what I expected, but the ending endings always feel so sudden, leaves yeah. me wanting more. Exactly. We d- I think we all deserved a little more than what we got. Um, but at least, at least in my mind, I'm glad that Roman won because... If Lesnar would have won, I just don't think that would have been the right idea. If you want no. your star for God knows how long to hold these titles, it had to have been Roman. Yeah, and and there's a good reason for that, and I'll talk about that when we talk about Raw. Uh, interesting with this this poll because this poll had a lot of votes. This poll had 54 votes, so it had a substantial amount of votes, and they were all over the place. The most was 31 and a half percent gave it one flame emoji. That was the most, right? Yeah. But 
but 25.9 gave it two flames and 24.1 gave it four flames. So this is kind of all over the place with the people. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd say it was more in like a, maybe three flames, maybe a little yeah. lower. Yeah, like two and a half, two and three quarters. Yeah, yeah, I'd say two and three quarters. Because again, I just hate when WWE builds up these matches at the end all be all. Oh my God, this is going to be the greatest match ever. And it never is. Because yeah, they yeah. always, for some reason, they always do this and they always crumble under the weight of their own expectations. And I don't, I hate when they do this because very rarely does it actually live up to the billing. Like same thing with Ronda and Charlotte. They were building us up pretty hard and it didn't live up to the hype at all. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Um, and then, so that's what I asked you guys on Twitter. And I said, that's it for WrestleMania Sunday. What's your final grade for the show? What did you like? What did you hate? I wanted to know it all. You guys, 45 point, uh, 45% gave it four flame emojis for WrestleMania Sunday. 40% gave it three flames. So you guys generally enjoyed WrestleMania Sunday, which is good. Overall, both nights were very good, I have to say. And so did Mike Simpson said on Twitter. Both nights were very good. Triple Threat Tag was awesome. Zayn was excellent, only surpassed by Austin this weekend. Yeah. New Day match was a throwaway. Mm. McAfee was terrific. And Vince... Took a worse stunner than Linda. Yeah, and that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, because that was pretty bad. Oh. So, you know, that that's it for WrestleMania. And I gotta say, afterwards, I was on a on a high, you know. I was just like, I need more wrestling. I could I stood up, I must have went to sleep at like three in the morning. Oh. I was just so jazzed on wrestling, reading tweets, right, you know, seeing what everybody thought, especially everybody's think pieces on Cody that they had to do on Twitter. You know, I just, I just wanted it all. So uh, that to me signifies that it was a very good weekend of wrestling. I don't know if they can continue that momentum. Obviously we're going to talk about raw in a little bit. Um, but for now I got to say WrestleMania definitely delivered. What'd you say? I, I would say it did. And like you said, if you keep your expectations so low, like we've had to do for how long now, they definitely surpassed them because it couldn't have gotten worse than what we were expecting it to be. It was really good. And yeah, I'd say night two maybe was just a touch lower than night one because again, mm -hmm. it's just very hard for it to live up to the expectations of night one. But no, I'd say overall it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, my sleep schedule didn't enjoy it when I had to wake up <laughs> at 545 in the morning the next day, but I'd say it was totally worth it. What was your, what was your favorite match of the WrestleMania weekend? Oh, Becky and Bianca. For sure. Yeah. It, it just, it, that was the one match that I, I had high expectations for and they over delivered on it for me because I think, again, a lot of people were expecting it to be like a SummerSlam kind of 2.0 where it's going to possibly be a really quick finish. And no, that's what happens when you give them enough time. Funny. Yeah, like we always definitely. say, funny what happens when you give the women time. That's what happens. Who would have thought? Definitely, definitely. And then that brings us to, obviously, we've been talking about it all night, the Raw after WrestleMania, which is a pretty big Raw usually for these past couple of years have been pretty important because it's, it's, it's definitely the cap to the WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. You know, it's still in Dallas. You still have some people coming over that were at WrestleMania last night, uh, people from all across the world you know, coming together, enjoying the show. Um, and so you expect a lot of big things to happen on the show. And a couple mm. things did a couple things happened. A couple things, you know, could have happened that didn't, you yeah. know, and you know, they kinda 
you know, like I said on Twitter, I thought this Raw was very kind of mid, you know? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very tough. Because, <laughs> again, we're just so used to the Raw after Mania being this big, I mean, obviously not as big of a spectacle as WrestleMania itself, but pretty important. And that, yeah, it, I'd say it was a little underwhelming because there were some good spots, don't get me wrong, but it could have been so much better than it was. Which I guess there's that caveat with WWE. They're very good at um, surpassing your expectations, but they're also very good at underwhelming you. So it's that's just the that's the catch twenty two with being a WWE fan. Well, uh, this is uh, well the Raw after Mania opened up with the returning Cody Rhodes first time on Raw in six years, and he cut one of his best promos. I I was watching it and I said, "Damn, this is a really really good promo" because he told. A very touching story that pulled on your heartstrings. Yeah. He talked about a picture uh, that Dusty had on his mantle uh, holding the world championship in Madison Square Garden and having to explain to a young Cody Rhodes that he didn't actually win the title. He was actually screwed out of a title because of a technicality. Mm -hmm. So he never actually got to hold the WWE championship. And now that has become a driving force for Cody. He wants to win the WWE championship because he feels like he owes it to his father. Yeah. You know, he, he's always kind of shied away from his father's shadow. Mm -hmm. And now he, he's come to accept that he is the son of Dusty Rhodes. He does have a lot on his shoulder carrying that name. And uh, by God, this promo was just, man, like, like, uh, like the recap said, the crowd ate up every second of it. It was a wonderful promo. What'd you think? I we always say on the show that when you can feel the genuine emotion of somebody mm -hmm. cutting a promo, that's when you enjoy it the most. And this mm -hmm. was this was the epitome of genuine emotion. And it was just again from start to finish, it was just so good. And that crowd was hanging on to every word he was saying. And that's what we said. That's the thing with Cody. As pretentious and over the top as he can be his promos i mean save for a few maybe that we've heard in AEW, were have always just been really really good because you can tell he is passionate about it and mm -hmm. you can see right through if it's fake and he is absolutely not faking it at all he genuinely believes every word he says and you can't help but go along with him you get wrapped up in the emotion and that was a very good promo i mean i've seen people say that was probably the best promo they've seen in wwe in years which yeah. it's hard to argue because I, you know what I always said, if you know how you could tell it's a good promo when the crowd is silent and you don't hear any, what chance? Yes, exactly. You know, yeah. it, it, it was the way he delivered it. He told the story. He was eloquent. Uh, you know, he was just the way he was explaining how it wasn't a difficult decision to come back to WWE, which I thought was very interesting. Mm -hmm. He said it wasn't difficult at all. Um, just the emotion. I'm surprised I didn't break when he talked about Dusty, how everybody loved Dusty, but to him, it was he was his hero and yeah. his voice kind of kind of broke. And I was just like, Man, I'm surprised I didn't break. You're you know, like, I don't I don't want to cry. <laughs> Please don't make I, me I, cry. Because Dusty is I I, I hold Dusty Rhodes in, in a very high regard. Oh yeah. Like of like many like many people do. Uh so losing dusty prematurely like the way mm -hmm. the wrestling world did was very tough um yeah, so it was, it, it was definitely tough i honestly i can specifically remember the the day that happened and 
it was actually, I think, if I remember correctly, the very first time NXT was on tour in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. They were in Pittsburgh when he passed. Oh, wow. It was literally that day because I was going with an old friend of mine. And um, I remember we were in our car. I think we were getting ready. I think because our moms went with us. They were just like chaperoning kind of. And I can specifically remember we were in the car like trying to figure out where we were going to eat. And that was some, one of them looked on their Twitter and saw it. And wow. Yeah, it's it's one of those words like you remember where you were when you heard it. Wow. Yeah. So I was surprised that I didn't break emotionally because yes. that that was kind of, you know, tough, you know, especially for him. So he deserves mm-hmm. a lot of credits for getting through that. And then Seth Rollins comes out and you think they're going to have a moment and they end up having a handshake, which was pretty cool to see. Right. Uh, you were uh, expecting something else. Yeah, you were expecting like Seth Rollins to like beat him down or something like that, but they had a handshake, a sign of respect. And it seems for for now, but it does seem like this feud is one and done with that handshake. I'm just interested to see what's going to happen with Cody next because for the way they have him cut that promo, he cut the most babyface promo in the entire world. Yeah. You know, he became instantly their top babyface. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't take much with someone like him. No, it doesn't. So, again, this is why it's important to distinguish who Cody Rhodes was in AEW and who he is in WWE. In AEW, he was the guy. He was an EVP. So he not only did he have the pressure of performing for himself, he had to worry about all of these other things and all of these other people. Yeah. In WWE, it's different. He just has to worry about himself doing his job. And if something kind of like we said convoluted cody if he veers into convoluted cody there's at least somebody in wwe to kind of write that ship yeah i can say okay hold on like take take it easy <laughs> yeah exactly because cody can cody can go off the rails you know so yeah, just a little bit <laughs> so again there's always going to be that somebody to say that might not work here in wwe and Who's to say? Cody says that there there are other people that are in AEW that are looking to jump ship. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So I, I, I'm interested in seeing who, who's that who's that going to be. So uh, if we, it happens, wrestling Twitter is going to be insufferable. Oh, so it's it's so bad. It's going to get These, worse if that happens. If somebody big, somebody else big from AEW goes to WWE, we're going to this is going to be painful to look just, at on Twitter. But, it's just like people are are genuinely hurt by it. Yeah, like okay, <laughs> and like, like they're burning his posters and his trading cards and yeah, like, and so, like I never understood that. It's like good job wasting your money. Like okay, yeah. do you want to do you want to like a, I don't know a medal or something? You burn something. Congratulations. They don't care. <sighs> Oh man. Um, but the first match of the night was a tag team match. Naomi and Sasha Banks, the new women's tag team champions, taking on Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan in a championship contenders match that was actually won by the champions. And the interesting part was there was a there was a little bit of a dissension between Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley after the match. Uh Rhea Ripley kind of just walked away from Liv Morgan kind of in disgust because she took another L. Um, but come to find out, she's not really upset. Supposedly, mm-hmm. she went to Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville and got them a championship opportunity for next week. But I say 
they're going to end up losing that opportunity and and Rhea Ripley is going to turn on Liv Morgan. What do you think? All right. So are you ready for this? Because I'm ready. Oh, this is your rant, right? Yes, it is. All right. I'm ready. This is once again showing us that WWE does not give a shit about their women's tag team division. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because let's be completely honest here. The only reason they threw together all these teams for WrestleMania is because they're like, oh, wait, we need a tag. We Oh, yeah, we need to put that title on the line, don't we? Like, oh, oops. So (laughs) you all of a sudden throw Sasha Banks and Naomi together, which at least that makes sense because they have had history before. That's fine. You throw together Rhea and Liv. At first, I didn't like it because, again, they both could do so much better as singles competitors. Their team was growing on me a little bit because, obviously, I love them both. And they just work really get well together in the ring. And then Shayna and Natty, again, if you're paying very close attention to them, you know that there's history like outside of the ring. But WWE has never really like made it the forefront. Mm-hmm. And now you don't even wait a day after the, the the match to potentially break up easily. And I think it is very easy to argue your most popular women's tag team right now. Even more popular than Sasha and Naomi. Mm. People on Twitter and Instagram are losing their minds over Liv and Rhea. And they play it up on social media all the time. And mm-hmm. there's just, again, it's because you have two of your more insanely popular women on your roster and you put them together as a team just for the hell of it again, because that's our favorite thing to do, but it actually was working. And now you're going to go ahead and break them up because you just don't see it. Like, I don't understand it. It's going to, because who is going to challenge Sasha and Naomi? They're going to have the titles, but they're literally going to, I guarantee you, going to potentially turn into Carmella and Zelina where you even forget they have the titles. Mm. And for somebody like Sasha and Naomi, come on, to give them throwaway titles? Because that's literally what they're treating the women's tag titles as now. They're just throwaway titles. Because Ooh. you, they literally do not care about it. And I hate it because you could make this so much better than it is. You just refuse to. Yeah, I, got and- I, I agree with everything you're saying. I've, I've been saying almost the same thing every week, too. Like, they just don't care about the women's division. And it's like, it's such a shame because, yeah, Sasha and Naomi winning makes sense, but you could have easily had Liv and Rhea win and nobody would have complained. Literally nobody would have complained. I mean, obviously there would have been people, but like the majority of people would not have complained Mm. at all. And again, that is easily your most, your most popular tag team in the women's division. And you're going to most likely break them up next week. And it's going to make me sad and it's going to make me angry because I'm not going to be surprised. Because, I mean, rumor has it, Rhea's going to go join Edge and Damien's faction. So it's like, makes sense aesthetic-wise. And I mean, if it leads her to a title, great. But at the same time, Jesus, can you let these teams breathe for more than a month before you break them up again? Because God only knows what they're going to do with Natty and Shayna. They might just be the only, like, makeshift team left. Mm-hmm. I hate it. It's I hate it. It just drives me insane because we. I feel like you and I scream about this every other week. And it never changes. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't change. So um, I just kind of f- found it funny that as soon as I said, oh, she's going to turn on her next week, you were just like, you, you sent that gif. Like, yeah, uh, yes. like, please, no. I know you're right, but damn it. Stop it. <laughs> I hate it. The, the writing is on the wall, I guess you could say. Wouldn't it be something, though, if Liv turns on her instead? 
just Ooh. surprise us or something, please. Like it is, you were calling it a mile away that Rhea's going to turn on her. Yeah. Give yeah. us something different at least. At least I can appreciate you trying to do something different than nobody's going to expect. But no, it'll just be Rhea turning on Liv because poor Liv can't seem to have a team that doesn't, <laughs> the partner doesn't turn on her. So whatever. <laughs> it's well, whatever. Next up on the show, Kevin Owens comes out and delivers a promo about his match with Stone Cold Steve Austin and WrestleMania Saturday. He said Stone Cold is still great, but he also blamed a back injury for his loss. So uh, he says he lost by nefarious means. He had a back injury, and uh, that's not fair. So he's of course. But then someone's music hits and a chain tron that said the name Ezekiel, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually Elias, mm-hmm. but. Looks nothing like Elias. He's clean shaven, long hair, wearing wrestling trunks. And, uh, you know, KO's kind of trying to figure out who this person is. He says it's Elias, but Ezekiel, as this person's name is, says that he's Elias's younger brother. (laughs) Because we're all stupid, right? Like we 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 totally buy that that's his brother. Like, oh, come on. This is literally one of those instances of WWE loving to insult the fans' intelligence. Like we know it's Elias. Come on. Oh man, uh, Why? I, I I have no words. I have no words. I, I me neither. It was terrible. I can't, I can't really tell you anything like whether or not I I like what they're doing here. Uh, it, to me, it still doesn't even make sense. Nope. You know, so nope. uh, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Then we have a really quick match between The Miz and Dominic Mysterio that ends <laughs> in, on, in, in under two minutes. And then out comes the debuting Veer. I know. Uh, everyone, everyone can shut up about it now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he comes up. He comes out and he absolutely destroys the Mysterios. Dominic Mysterio in particular just absolutely destroys them, leaving laying in the ring. And uh, the Miz got the hell out of there. So he didn't even get touched by Veer. I mean, poor Dominic. My God. First you get just basically squashed by the Miz. And then you just get the, he just finished the job with Veer just coming in and just running them over. It's like, what was that all about? Like, what was the point of that? I mean, I get that you have to have Veer destroy somebody, but damn. Yeah, well, next week we're going to see Veer have his, his, not his first match, because remember, he was in a tag team with Shanky and Jinder Mahal. They don't want you to remember that. No, no. So technically he's going to have his first match uh, this coming Monday on Raw against Rey Mysterio. That should be something to see. Uh, I predict that Veer is just going to destroy Rey Mysterio. And for some reason, they want to make this guy a big star. So let's just see how that goes. Sure. And then uh, Bianca Belair, the new Raw Women's Champion, comes out and she delivers a promo. And let me tell you, that eye of hers is in bad shape. That was nuts. She she has a shiner on her um, from the match at WrestleMania that Becky gave her. But she cut a great promo, and I'm interested in seeing what's next for Bianca Belair because I don't think um, they want to run back what she did with Becky. I think they want to let that sit and simmer for a little bit, which is why we didn't see Becky on Raw uh, this past Monday. But I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do with Becky um, or with uh, Bianca. What do you think of her promo? 
Well, her promo was good, but damn, it's, it was really hard to pay attention to that with like that black eye because oh my god, it was basically swollen shut. Yeah, it was. It was it was swollen shut. I saw it on Twitter mm. earlier in the day, and I was just like, Jesus, criminy Christmas! Like you what a black eye. no amount of makeup could fix that. That was yeah. And I'm glad they was... didn't try to because it just made her look that much tougher. So that's I, I, true. It was a good touch and. Damn, that crowd was behind her a thousand percent. It's it's just that connection that we've said with her and the fans. They love her. Mm-hmm. They really do. Mm-hmm. So she could have said literally anything and that crowd was going to be behind it. But her promo was really, again, it's like she's passionate. You know that she cares about what she's talking about. And it's genuine. And it works. It really works. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with her now. Because again... They, what, who's going to be left to challenge her? Because, yeah, yeah, do not know. They, like she's run through the whole division, mm-hmm. basically. So they could either do a rematch with Becky, but I think they they invested so much into this story from point of SummerSlam till now that I feel like if they go to run it back, it's just overkill. Yeah, kind of how I think. There's a rumor going around that potentially it's going to be Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania next year. And I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like it's one of those where that's the kind of instance where I think WWE is just grasping at something that they never got a chance to do, but it's already run its course. I don't think people want to see that as much as they did maybe, you know, three or four years ago, Mm. but they're going to try. And I mean, who knows? But I mean, my plans change because, you know, if Vince wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, the plan might change. But still, um, yeah, it's it's going to be rather interesting because who else is really I mean, I would love to see like Rhea or Liv go after Bianca just for the heck mm. of it. But I don't know how they'd pull that off. But uh, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting because <laughs> there's not many options, unfortunately. Yeah, there is. An, um, and then we have a match that's pretty interesting. It was for the NXT Championship. Uh, Dolph Ziggler defended the title on Raw against Braun Breaker, his opponent from Stand and Deliver on Saturday. Yeah. Um, they had a match. It was a pretty good match. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and then Braun Breaker ends up getting the win and winning back the NXT Championship. Now, yeah. The match wasn't bad, but why do this if you could have just did that on Saturday at Stand and Deliver? Which I think most people were were saying, like, why didn't you just do this at Stand and Deliver? I, too, am going to say, why didn't we just do this on Saturday? Which I feel like we'll talk about that a little more, I think, when we do our usual episode on Saturday. Because then, obviously, we have NXT as we speak right now. Mm. It's just, yeah, I... I remember I was doing something and I saw it on Twitter and I'm like, wait, why is this even happening? Like, what's what's the point? And like I said, the match is always fine. I mean, good on Braun for winning the title back, but why did this even have to happen? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, but I will say that Braun Breaker is actually starting to grow on me, I think. You know, he's. I'm starting to see why the officials are high up on him and why he might be able to make a big splash on the main roster when it's time for him to come up to the main roster. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Well, then next up we have MVP out in the ring. He introduces Bobby Lashley to talk about uh, Bobby Lashley's match at WrestleMania against Omos. And then Omos comes out, comes down to the ring, and then we have a dastardly evil turn from MVP who takes out Bobby Lashley uh, from behind and has Omos beat him up 
it looks like Omos and MVP are aligned together and Omos has a new mouthpiece. What do you think about that? Which I think is good um, because clearly they've been wanting to turn Lashley face for a little while now. And that was like, easily the best way to do it. Really, the only way to do it is mm-hmm. have MVP turn on him. And I mean, makes sense MVP wise because you go with who you think's the big ticket winner. And apparently it was Omos and not Lashley. And that's how you get sympathy with the fans. So it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting. I don't. I mean, he looked comfortable. He didn't really look out of place being a face, supposedly. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But we shall see how it go- how it's going to go from here. Uh, then we have a match. We have Carmella and Queen Zelina. We're supposed to take on Natalia and Shayna Baszler, but we see the breakup of Carmella and <sighs> Queen Zelina, and Carmella goes outside to uh, make out with her husband to be Corey Graves. What a segment. I mean, I I already said what I had to say about the women. I mean, literally, you're breaking up two of your teams right there. So it's like, whatever. I it Clearly, us screaming about it is never going to change it. But, I mean, I, I already screamed about it. I'm not going to scream about it again. It's just stupid. But nothing, nothing on the makeout session between Corey and Carmella? No, it was just dumb. <laughs> That's it. That's literally it. It was dumb. Oh, man. Uh, I'm so it's just making me so happy that you just put it that way. Suffering. <laughs> then we have the Usos and Austin Theory take on RK Bro and Finn Balor. Pretty good match. I enjoyed it very much. And it looks like they're trying to build up Austin Theory, even though he took the L at WrestleMania against Pat McAfee. They might be building up going a different route and having Austin Theory take on Finn Balor for the United States Championship. What do you think about that? I. Ugh. I mean, I guess I'm just not sold on Austin Theory yet, I guess. I don't really know. It's just, he's never really, like, I don't know about you. It just never really, it's kind of like how Ziggler was with a lot of people. They were, like, really high on him. And I'm like, okay, I just don't really see it. I just don't really see it with Austin Theory. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, poor Finn, though. Like, I hate that Finn had to eat the pin on this because so much for he's going to get that big push, you know, that, like, Everybody else said he was going to once he got drafted, but yeah, I don't know. It's eh. it's, it's interesting. Weird. Yeah, it is a little weird, but it's interesting seeing what's going to go forward. It's going to be uh, very interesting. And then Edge comes out and he cuts a promo and he introduces Damian Priest. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it much uh, during the WrestleMania recap portion, but what do you think about this potential faction between Edge and Damian Priest? And they're saying other people might be coming in. Uh, to join this yeah. faction. What do you think about this faction? Is it House of Black from Wish.com? I mean, I mean, I, I feel like we'll have to see a little more of it to see if the comparisons are a little too coincidental. But I really, I, I caught the little subtle uh, reference Edge made when he said Damien was like a punishment for someone. And, and anybody who pays attention knows that Damien's old ring name was Punishment Martinez, so mm. I like that. Um, yeah, I don't... It's one of those where I don't like making the snap judgments about it, I guess. I just want to see a little more of them and see what happens, especially if there's supposedly more people coming, as in probably Rhea. I mean, definitely fits the aesthetic. Their aesthetic's really cool, but then again, it's probably because we love House of Black, so... Ah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, well, we're going to see... Yeah, we're going to see a little bit more of it because next week uh, AJ Styles will be facing uh, Damian Priest in a match. So 
we're going to see this further along and see what this is going to happen and see if maybe somebody else is going to join in in this little faction. What's going to happen with Damon Priest is going to elevate him. You know, there's a lot here to pick apart that you don't have to necessarily say you don't like about it because you're seeing it somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And and the two are kind of kind of different in a way where House of Black is more of like a powerhouse. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. You you look at their matches, and their matches is just like Blitzkrieg offense, powerhouse, powerhouse, powerhouse. Domination. Yeah, it's complete domination. We haven't seen anything like that yet. We can't say that it's going to be that way for Damian Priest and Edge and whoever they bring in to this little faction. So, like you said, all we can do is just sit and wait and see how it goes. Yeah, because... That's, I think, the thing. You just got to give it a little time. Give it, like, a few more weeks, and then maybe we can we can see, but... Yeah, and then we have a Texas Tornado uh, match between the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. That was pretty interesting for the crowd. Uh, Street Profits end up getting the win, uh, beating Alpha Academy, so hopefully that puts the end to that feud. And then, finally, we get to the closing portion of the show where we have Roman Reigns, the new undisputed Universal Champion, come out and cut a promo but all it was really was he says you wait to see my next move on friday night smackdown yeah that was so uh, (laughs) that was not the best idea for them honestly that what was the point of it it was literally pointless yeah and they and i was expecting like maybe a big surprise like somebody was going to come out and challenge him you know something like that to close out the show and all it was was uh, we waited to the very end of the show for Roman Reigns to say, hey, I'm the champion. I've been the champion for however many long. I thought it was pretty cool that they had Heyman run down a bunch of statistics to show how dominant Roman Reigns has been as a champion. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it was just kind of like a throwaway segment to end the show. And that capped off the Raw after WrestleMania. So no big surprises, no big pop moments, you could say. Uh, just a standard kind of raw with a little bit of, I guess, interesting stuff sprinkled in. Yeah, I. It felt more like how do I describe it? It was almost like it was a decent episode of Raw, but not good enough to be like the Raw after WrestleMania. Very good way to put it. I think that's a very good way to put it. It's yeah, it's a shame, but also not surprising yet again. Yeah, uh, like we say, if you keep your expectations low, you can't be disappointed. No, not at all. <laughs> well, that concludes the Raw after Rainy- WrestleMania recap. Uh, we did the WrestleMania recap. Uh, we don't have any questions this week because we wanted to keep it light for you guys. We've been away for about a week, um, so and we wanted to just kind of focus on WrestleMania and what we thought about WrestleMania. But this Saturday, we will resume our normal schedule, our normal programming, where we'll re- recap the rest of the wrestling world uh, we talk about NXT that's happening right now and also uh, what's going on in AEW plus what happens on SmackDown. So Saturday, we resume our normal programming. How's that sound? It's going to be fun. And apparently from what I just saw on Twitter, we're going to have something to scream about, about NXT. Uh, uh-oh. Yeah, and it's not good. It's not it, good. It's not good. Well, don't spoil it for me. No, I'm just going to I'm just going to have to I'm just going to have to go back and watch it and see what happens and make that judgment for myself. Uh but again, yeah. we'll be back on Saturday doing our normal show. 
for those of you who are listening for the first time, because I anticipate that you're listening, getting your WrestleMania fill, you want to learn about what everybody else thought about WrestleMania. So you're listening to the show for the first time. Just to let you know, this show is available all across the board on the internet, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, uh, Radio Public, iHeartRadio. This podcast is available on iHeartRadio, apparently. Yeah, it's basically everywhere. All you have to do is search Ringside Rundown and hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. If you so happen to not be able to find an episode on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you hit us up on social media and we will find you the link for you and make sure you get that and you can enjoy the show with us. Uh, Find us on social media. All you have to do is go to Ringside Rundown on Twitter. Again, that's at Ringside Rundown on Twitter. And we're also available on Instagram at Ringside Rundown. So check us out on Instagram if you want some wrestling pictures with your Instagram feed. Shay, where can they get in touch with you if they want to talk wrestling with you? You can find me on Twitter at ShailenHickson21 and occasionally on Twitch at Shay underscore Hickson21. Um, eventually we'll get back there. But yeah, if you want to talk wrestling, definitely find me on Twitter. Um, I try to. It's a very eclectic uh, Twitter feed I have. So I mean... It's not for the faint of heart, but yeah, you go find me on there. I'm, I'm happy to talk wrestling with people, um, among other things, sports, Star Wars, you know, drag race, you know, all the fun things. Also, you you just uh, found, I saw you found out about that uh, prestige wrestling show that's going to be happening. <sighs> I did. I did. Thanks to our, our friend Jeff. I might get to see Mia Yim and Maki Ito wrestle a match together, and I would pay, <laughs> like I said, ungodly amounts of money to see that yeah and that's that's uh that's gonna be streaming so you can check that stream out shout out to prestige wrestling so check that out again maki ito versus mia yim you Mm. can't you can't go wrong with that that should be a fun match i can't wait for that one honestly definitely well check me out on twitter if you want to talk to me about wrestling at wrestling cron that's wrestling c-h-r-o-n i too occasionally stream on twitch occasionally not too much uh i'm taking kind of a little bit bit of a break but if you want to follow me on twitch all you got to do is search twitch.tv slash eric the ghost find me there hit that follow button and you can check out my streams as well so i think that we are finished here with our recap of WrestleMania and the Raw after WrestleMania, what say you? Yeah, I, uh, I think we did pretty good. I mean, we were literally talking about this before we went on. We're like, you know, it might be like over an hour, maybe like an hour and a half, but we're <laughs> almost at an hour forty-five. So yeah, so what happens when we rant about things, especially with the women's tag division? It does take up quite a bit of time. So <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. it was a good one. It would definitely was a good one. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Let us know what you thought of the episode by hitting us up on Twitter at Ringside Rundown or Instagram at Ringside Rundown. Until next time, my name is Eric Vasquez. She is Shay Hickson, and we'll see you on Saturday. See you later, guys. Bye-bye.